0: I'm Jamboni. Welcome to the Goethe Institute Kenya podcast. I'm your host, James Murwa. We are conducting a series of interviews with experts in a variety of professions to find out how they are affected by artificial intelligence or AI. Today, our guest is Philip Ogola, an expert in the use of digital technologies in the humanitarian space. He tells us how AI is already being deployed by organizations in the East African region how privacy is dead, and some of the dangers our societies are facing with AI becoming so universal. Kari Thank you, Philip Ogola, for agreeing to do this Goethe Institute podcast. Because the audience may not know who you are, tell us who Philip Ogola is in the humanitarian space. Uh,
1: Philip Ogola is just, is just a son of a Goethe I've been in the industry for 10 years now. I actually founded uh, Digital Humanitarian. So, Digital Humanitarian is a movement of uh, social good champions who, who use the social media space to actually promote good causes and uh, advocate for better use of social media. In my line of work, I have worked at the Kenya Red Cross for is it, close to five years, where I was, the head of the, I was the head of digital there. So, being the head of digital, I had front row access to what the development. Uh, and, and I had to cross verify some of these alerts. So, that's actually. Made me who I am today. So digital humanitarian I was actually born out of being on the front line of the Red Cross, where I saw the power of the digital space, how can use the digital tools to actually save lives and also mitigate uh, disasters. So Philip Ogola is uh, just a, a, a Kenyan who uses this space to advocate for social good. I'm also one of the 14 global UN uh, Foundation for Social Good connectors. So these are all restored in New York for like the work I do on the, the front line. And I'm also the first, uh, among the first, uh, who are awarded by the president for the, the work we did for COVID-19 this year. So the digital material has been taken to all disasters in, in this country for the last 10 years, from dosage attack, uh, Westgate attack, uh, road accident, black clubs farming, tribal clashes, you name it. And uh, of late now, with the COVID uh, pandemic, uh, Digital Managerian has been part of the, the, uh, the COVID uh, Digital Communication Task, ta- task Force, where also in terms of uh, shaping conversation around the health sector. And then, um, as, as Digital Manchurian, we also uh, respond to queries on social media, where we get a lot of people who are suicidal, people who have gone to GBV, people who have, uh, have been uh, defiled or people who need blood. Uh, so we we provide linkages to relevant authorities and also hospitals. So I, I, I can say we use the digital space and technology to actually save
0: lives and, and get more people to actually know of the do's and don'ts in terms of uh, when it comes to a to disaster. Well, clearly you're using a lot of technology. I mean, what AI are you using? Because you, if you're using social social media and technology, what AI tools, what kind of ways are you using AI in your work? Um, artificial intelligence
1: is, uh, um, I think these are machines which are programmed to, to think like humans. It's, uh, it involves the machines which use computers to actually do things which are traditionally performed by my way. But now we, we have machines which can actually mimic humans and think like humans. Uh, and this has just been a game changer in, in, in the disaster response where, where it's easy now to, before you dispatch someone to a, to a disaster zone, we can use AI one of the examples is, um, um, there's a tool which I use, it's called ESRI, it's an intelligence tool which you can actually triangulate an area. Let's say you you can map out Nairobi, the whole of Nairobi, then uh, punch in keywords. So if anyone posts anything, be it a comment, be it a tweet, be it a Facebook, be it an Instagram Live, or anyone who is is live, you can quickly pick and tell who is actually on the ground. And that's the the, the same tool we we deployed when we were at Kenya Red Cross. So during the Ducid attack, it was easy to actually cluster those, uh, those tweets or alerts online based on the, the demographic, the, which phone they were using, uh, was it a survivor, was it a hostage, uh, was it a, um, an NGO on the ground or, or, or security forces. So AI is actually is, is really a game changer because, Muru, I'll, I'll tell you for a fact, before we started using the technology, we used to rely on phone calls where probably I will call you and tell you oh, there's an accident or there's a, there's a, there's a flash floods in, 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 in Nyando or, or, or Mandara. By the time you get boots on the ground, probably the, 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 the survivors have died or, or it's too late. So nowadays, you can quickly triangulate that area and map out and pick every, I, I didn't see at Ducit also. Even on Ducit attack, we also did the same where I went to Ducit and, uh, and did a geo, geofencing about that area where you, you pick tweets, you you pick posts of people who are actually on the ground and, and escalate to the police forces. So I, I can tell you, AI is already being used, and um, so many organizations are actually using them, um, especially drones. Uh, drone where you can get uh, satellite imaging to, to to get situational analysis of the ground. That's what I'm saying. AI is the future, and uh, it's it's not it's, it's not uh, it's actually making our lives better in terms of disaster uh, uh, prevention.
0: So um, I really love your, you know, you're telling me your personal use usage of uh, of uh, AI and how it's actually enhanced the job that you do. Yeah. So apart from your own personal usage, because East Africa is full of humanitarian organisations like the UN, the World Health Organization, can you give us some of the examples, other examples of what these organisations have been doing using AI locally?
1: Absolutely, there's are, there are so many. Like the, the Kenya Red Cross uh, rely on uh, drones, uh, and, and these drones have. Um, an imaging uh, camera which can can see through buildings in case there's a, there's a building collapse. And then they, they, they also have these cameras which have heat maps. So let's say if there's a, someone who's trapped in a building, that, that drone can actually pick a heat map of uh, whoever is trapped in that building and, and, and save uh, the responder's time to actually, uh, and, uh, and manpower. Another angle is uh, also W uh, not WHO, uh, FAO. Uh, the UN actually used drones actually to monitor the flash floods, monitor the drought. Uh, and of late, recently they, they, they also deployed uh, drones to actually uh, follow up with the, these uh, locusts And I've been part of the UN Watcher who are in charge of disasters. You can see how they deployed drones, which actually have sensors, which can provide intelligent and accurate information about the landscapes, about damaged buildings, about floods. So this this, this actually allows responders across the region to, to actually understand some of these uh, landslides. So it's easy to actually share some of these uh, geos, particularly, uh, I mean, reports. And also drones can be used to, like, like Rwanda, Rwanda is using drones to, to, to dispatch uh, blood and, uh, and blood products. So I can say already in the, in the region, there's a, there's a lot of data crunching, especially from the UN OCHA. They really crunch data in terms of uh, just mining data to, to understand uh, what's going on? Even the U- UNICEF is doing the same to to understand uh, issues about online safety and for, I mean for the children. So yes, and I, and I can tell you also for a fact that I, I was proud of my country during the Douche uh, Attack, where I I saw how um, our record squad, uh, that's those elite record squad, they deployed uh, AI at Douche Attack, where they could they could actually uh, scan the whole building and get to know who who is a hostage, where is the attacker. So I can say already we are the the agency which we, which
0: already um, deploying these uh, tools. I'm I'm really de- loving what you're talking here. You know you're you're giving us a deep dive into the whole sector. I want to know: Do we have any local people who are either developing the tools that are being used, or do I have any local people who are at the at the center of of the AI chain, not just at the at the implementing, but you know either they developing the software. Or developing the the hardware that is being used.
1: I'm actually aware that there, there's a there's a there's, a, there's, a, there's a command center being set up in Nairobi. I think it will actually include, include all, all those. But in terms of uh, uh, local solutions, I think uh, I cannot say because uh, the 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 ones I use are from from Qatar, uh, Qatar, and uh, there's one from Israel. There's one from Russia. So locally, I, I can't say that I, I can tell of any tool which I can. I can actually say I've used local, locally built uh, software,
0: but it's, I think it's in the right direction. OK. Um, so you've been, you've been outlining some of the really good things about AI and how it's been enhancing the work that you do. Are there any downsides of AI? Or is it all just very good information?
1: You know, Murua, uh, like with any technology, you cannot solve everything with, the, with, with, with technology. There, there has to be a human face to actually make sense of that data. Like today, if you have uh, like a uh, data sets of about 10,000 tweets, you, you have to go through each of them actually to, to, to understand, to analyze. And also another problem with AI, it's, it's actually tweaked to to the English-speaking audience. So you find most of, uh, let's say, for example, in our country, we have people who are posting in, 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 in local language. Let's say Swahili or Sheng or, 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 or vernacular language. So that, that machine won't pick up that, those... Uh, I think that's, that's one of, one of the, the, the challenges which I'm seeing. But um, I, I see more positive use of AI than, than negatives. The, the negatives, are, it is just that you must have someone who understands. So I think the, the next jobs are going to be for data, data scientists, people who actually, that's actually the next uh, top jobs in town, getting uh, data scientists on board.
0: You talked about these tools that can, you know, can do infrared on buildings and can tell, you know, what's happening in a space. Corporations are about profit. They really don't care, you know, whether who's doing what. With the humanitarian uh, space, are there there ethical guidelines that you worry about? You know, like, for instance, when you're getting this data, are you worried about privacy or stuff like that?
1: Privacy is that... Privacy died a long time ago. So um, also, I, I, I can challenge you right now. Uh, do you use the internet to give information or, or pick information from the
0: internet? I mean, I usually use, I give and I receive. So I always thought it was a two-way.
1: Unfortunately, it's uh, the bulk of the people, it's it's a one way, where we give too much information of where we stay, where we live, who you are dating, who my ex is, what I've eaten, where I've slept. So we give too much information on that. So privacy, it's actually gone. It's dead. Uh, and see, the thing is, um, Issue, issues when there's an emergency or a disaster issues of privacy are stripped because that's that's a matter of life and death for example ducit um why i stepped in a Ducid to to help was because i was seeing hostages who are posting exact location of where they were hiding that oh guys i'm hiding behind uh, the table on second floor or i'm in the toilet on this third floor so i had to go to go, go to the ground try the area pick the tweets reach out the guys. so another danger is I think one of the ethical practices where we need to be having disaster preparedness plan for, to to educate Kenyans and, and even the, the, the Africans at large. In case of a disaster, these are the do's and don'ts: Don't reveal your location. Don't take your photos. Conserve your battery. Those are the things I'm looking at. In terms of privacy, um, there's so much data we can, which is out there. Murua right now, uh, just by simply picking a hashtag on your tweets or, or, or a photo you posted, I can tell you your location of where you are. There's so much data we put out there. If today you take a photo with your phone and your data is on, it will have EXIF data. So that data can actually tell where you are. So there's there's no privacy. Privacy privacy is dead. It's it's.
0: I think what now, what has remained now is just common sense. Uh, common common sense. I want to know, as much as we say that privacy is dead, is AI likely to be one of those passing clouds that you know is only for Europeans and Westerners and the rich people in our African societies? Is it something me sitting in my in my in my house in Nairobi, I can ignore it and AI will go away? And...
1: AI is, is already here. It's already in our house. I,
0: I, I'll challenge you right
1: now. Go to Alibaba or these uh, these sites which uh, sell stuff online. Just browse through some 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 TV or some perfume, some cologne, or just any gadget. You will see the same feed on your Facebook page. You will see the same same feed on your Instagram. Why? Because the machine is already, they, they they are they are algorithms which have been tweaked based on based on your preference. These these tools like Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, WhatsApp, all of them mine data from you. They they know you. They know who you are. Like Facebook knows you, even if you type today and you delete, it will, it will still archive that that post. They know your mood. AI is is already, already here with us in in our day to day lives. Uh, like um, if if right now you ask you to do Kenya. And I, and I and I challenge you. Search Kenya right now. I search Kenya right now. Whatever results we'll get will not be the same as mine. It will be different. That is AI.
0: So, so basically, what you're telling me is that uh, while I may be thinking about privacy, the issue with the uh, with the machine learning and uh, the, the systems that are being developed. They have been developed in the global north, you know, with, you know, the U.S. and maybe China and Japan. Is there some? Is there a way we can escape this thing? Or AI is here and we can't do anything? Or can we get, get in the game? What is the solution? welcome
1: and smell the coffee. There's no, uh, there's no escape from this. This is the future. My, I have a four-year-old and, and an eight-year-old, both are boys, and these kids teach me things. They teach me apps. The other day, my, my son came and told me, Dad, because I, I, I bought them each phones. Those phones are synced on my phone, so they can't download anything without my, my approval. So I, I, I saw that he tried to da- download an app called Discord. Muro, I did not know about that app. This is an eight-year-old schooling me that there's an app called Discord where they can form groups. And I joined in. I I, I saw it. They can form groups of the of, of their class and even the neighbors. And they, they, they can do video calls. They can chat. They can send, send photos. So what does that tell you? Technology is here with us. So we, it's us not to adapt and and uh, 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 actually uh, integrate our our lifestyle around around AI. That is the future, man. I'm seeing a day where you will be sitting on your couch and just make orders for or food or, or anything without, without leaving your 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 house. That's where we are going. And you see, like I mean, already already in China, in China they they have uh, AI actually. It can monitor like uh, social work. If you're a person who has debts with the government or you've you can easily be picked out. And I remember even during, uh, recently, they were trying to deploy uh, another app where, uh, I don't know why it, it was not deployed, where uh, during this COVID period. So like uh, it can do contact tracing, contact tracing based on your, on your phone. So solutions are there.
0: How is your campaign with the social good um, helping us, those of us who are trying to understand you know, that we, you know, we, we can't escape technology and, and we need to find a way of living around it.
1: COVID, COVID messed so many things up because uh, there, there were fellowships with which I was to attend. I was to, to, to attend a data science uh, fellowship where I was about how to learn about how to crunch data. Next year, we're we actually lo- lo- launching a campaign. It's going to be called Digital Mutani. So Digital Mutani will just educate parents, youth on positive use of social media because COVID has actually has been a blessing in, in this case we didn't know that uh, there's so much connectivity, we, we can work remotely. You, me and you right now, we are talking virtually. In the in, 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 in old days, we'd have made probably at a, over coffee and have, have, have this discussion. So next year we, we launch a digital literacy classes. Already we've been to 155 schools where we found a very disturbing uh, results where most of the students were saying that their parents are not present at home. So imagine in this generation, our kids are tech savvy than us. We are not tech savvy. These kids have their own language. These kids have their own game. They have their own songs. They literally e- eclipse us. It's a time that right now, even the government, they should actually put a uh, mandatory where both old people and, and young people actually getting digital literacy uh, classes. Because you see, right now, you've seen the upsurge of teen, uh, teen, uh, teen pregnancy or teen, teenagers arrested, uh, like when they're having a party somewhere. It's because we, as, the, as a society, are not listening to the children. We, 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 we are not following data. Data is telling us these kids are having sex. Data is telling us these kids are doing drugs. Data is telling us these kids are online. They don't, they don't sleep, they're on 24-7. But who is going to raise that voice? Digital literacy, it? it's, it's a must have for workplaces, for homes, for schools, and even universities. As a country, we are very smart. Kenya, we have we are very smart, brilliant minds. But we're saber foolish. We'll post stuff online which will hold us later in our life. We can have, we can abuse students. We can abuse the CEOs of companies. But when you're looking for
0: jobs, you won't get jobs.
1: That's the reality.
0: It's uh it's it seems like uh, we have a lot of work to do, and uh, and I'm you'll be using AI tools to do a lot of that work you're talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in fact, um, we'll be we'll be partnering with the um, with the USIU SME Lab. They have an innovation and, um, and a science lab at, uh, at USIU. So we'll actually be crunching data with them and, and just to have some data, data-driven conversations where we can know, you know, Muru, it's easy to actually tell uh, the, the demographic through, to, through social media. You can know what is the mood of the country, what are people to, discussing today, which phones are they using, and how long do they spend online? What do they like? which is their, their, their famous uh, social media app. And if you notice nowadays, the, old, the, the older generation, the things we did then, these kids are not doing yet. Like how we grew up is not how they're actually growing up. I, I believe, Murua, by the time you had your first computer, maybe you were in university or, or something, that's when you saw your first computer or something. These kids are growing with their phone. My, my four-year-old has a phone as a laptop, because its demand is like, dad, I want, I want my laptop. Dad, I want, I want my phone. Dad, I want Skype. Dad, I want to do this. It's it's showing that we have to adapt and move with times also.
0: There's a lot of work to do, and I and I'm, I'm and I'm really congratulating you on the work you're doing. Thank you so much for agreeing to doing this interview. I uh, know, no,
1: no, no any time. Um, just to to, to any parents listening out there, out there, let your kids use technology, but just guide them, guide them on the rules and all.
0: Thank you for joining us on the Gutter Institute Kenya Podcast. Wherever around the world you might have tuned in, I'm your host, James Murua, wishing you a good evening, a good afternoon, or a good evening. Kwaheri.